walked by the tomb of Buddha I looked inside and saw his bones traveled on to see Muhammad still wrapped up in his grave clothes but then I journeyed to a garden where old Joseph left him laid the precious lamb God's own begotten was no longer in that grave if you knew him like I know him you would know that he's alive if you felt him like I has died well if you're wandering in the darkness come and step into the light nail scarred hands reach out to help you to pull you safe from death to life. Well, friend, I too have. I've stood where you stand. Could I trust in things unseen? But just one step in his direction and then in love he ran to me if you knew him like I know him you would know that he's alive if you felt him like I Deep inside, you know he's living, and death has died. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives within Deep inside
Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, Pastor, and welcome us. Open us up with a word of prayer. We're going to have fun tonight. I'm just, just go ahead. If you need to buckle your pew belt, go ahead. Do whatever you got to do. But we're going to have a good time tonight. Amen, Pastor. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that He is alive. We serve a risen Savior, and He's alive, and we have the victory, everlasting victory. And if the Lord tarries, It'd be all right with me if the trumpet goes ahead and sounds before we leave here tonight. But uh, if the Lord tarries and we are are blessed to live another day, God wakes us up to a new day tomorrow, you don't have to wonder if Jesus is still on the throne. You can talk to Him. And you ask me how I know He lives, He lives within my heart. And what a privilege, what a joy it is to know the Lord, especially when you think about all that Jesus has done for us. You think about how he went to the cruel cross of Calvary and paid our debt, our sin debt in full with his own precious blood. It ought to motivate us to worship him and celebrate. Man, we got a reason to celebrate. We shouldn't gather like we're at a funeral. Our Savior lives. And I pray that we'll get a hold of that and God will get a hold of us and that we'll love him and worship him and draw ever closer to him and uh, be revived. How many want revival tonight? Man, we need to be revived. All the things going on in this world today and uh, nation rising against nation and, um, and the signs of the times are all around us. Uh, there's such evil going on in this world today. There's an urgency to get right with God. Right. And so here we gather here tonight and I pray that we'll do just that. We'll hear from God and we'll worship the Lord and open our hearts to Him. And that's my prayer for you tonight. I want to welcome you I'm glad that you're here, and I appreciate the spirit of victory here tonight. And I'm glad that you're here, and it's my prayer that every one of us will do business with God. Because that is a privilege. You know, here we are, I was praying with Brother Zach just a few moments ago. We will never gather like this again. And so here we are tonight. God has blessed us and allowed us to be together. Let's look to the Lord. Let's turn our spiritual cups up the right way. And let's receive what God has for us. And I pray that he will be honored and glorified. I'm so glad you're here uh, tonight. You Jones Avenue folks, I know, will uh, will appreciate this. I shared it with uh, the choir. And by the way, isn't this a great-looking choir up here tonight? Praise the Lord. Yeah. We we came. We had our uh, kids' Easter celebration yesterday. Heat was working fine. We gathered this morning. It was 56 degrees in this sanctuary when we got here this morning. Uh, But before we left, it was 61, praise the Lord. And uh, I just checked it. It's 67. Uh, So don't worry about it. If it gets to 69, the air is going to cut on. The air does work. Uh, But anyway, I'm glad. I'm so glad. So thankful for this night. Uh, I pray it will be a start of a wonderful week of spring revival. And I welcome you here tonight. Now, if any of you need the facilities, the men's restrooms, through this door. It's on the right. And then the ladies is through this door. Just walk around. You'll see it on the left. There is a water fountain uh, in the hall as well. So if you need that, uh, that's available. But most of all, we can drink from the living water tonight, and that well never runs dry. And I pray that we'll receive from the Lord tonight. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's ask God to help us tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you, King of kings and Lord of lords, and we worship you tonight in spirit and in truth. And God, I pray that you will meet with us as we look to you. God, have your way and will. I thank you, Lord, that you've put a new song in our hearts. And so help us, Lord Jesus, to worship and celebrate tonight. And God, to receive your word tonight. I thank you for Brother Zach. Thank you so much, Lord, as he's been praying and preparing. 
God, give him freedom tonight, Lord, to preach your word that you've laid on his heart. I pray for the touch of God, the anointing of God. Lord, that you would move in this place. And God, that you will bind the evil one who will try to snatch away the good seed, Lord, that's being planted tonight. God, may you have your way and will. Have freedom among us tonight. And whatever we need to do, Lord, whatever you tell us to do, may we by faith say yes to you. God, ever draw closer to you. And we'll give you the praise and glory. God, I just ask, Lord, I just pray. If someone is here today, and God, they need to be saved, God, would you save them tonight? And Lord, for, for those of us, God, that need a closer walk, Lord, help us to do business with you tonight. Revive us, oh God. Lord, there's an urgency, Lord, to get right with you and to hear from you, and I pray we'll do just that tonight. Lord, I thank you for those that are joining us on live stream. Lord, just move and work in all our hearts and lives, God, and we'll give you the praise and glory for all that you do tonight, Lord. And we acknowledge that it's all about you. May you be glorified, we pray in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm ready for an exciting, wonderful time of worship, and that means that's got to include y'all as well. So you and the choir, go ahead and stand up with me, and let's sing a song. He lived, just like Pastor Mark said, he does live. We don't serve a Savior that's still dead, that's buried somewhere in a grave where you can see the bones and the decaying flesh. We serve a Savior who's alive and on his throne, and he desires to be actively uh, affecting your life. He can do that tonight. So I want to hear it good and loud. He lives. Here we go. We got words up there. Yeah, good job. Here we go. I serve a reason, Savior. He's in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever men may say. I see His hand of mercy. I hear His voice of cheer. And just the time I need Him. He's always near. He lives, He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me. The lovers never away. He lives, He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He Rejoice, rejoice, a Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal. 
all excited yet? All right, good. That's right. You can give Jesus a hand clap of praise. We do that. We like that. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and call the offering uh, ushers up. Uh, do y'all you have ushers, or you just have men that come do that? And, and uh, I think we're gonna do a little love offering. <laughs> Pastor Zach said earlier he was gonna split it with me, so I'm, <laughs> <y'all>, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, come on, brother Mark. <laughs> well, this is a, uh, a love offering for uh, revival this week. And so uh, everything that's given in this offering will go to help with the cost of, of revival this week. We won't take care of God's man. And, um, and so uh, if you would like to write a check, you can do that, make that out to LFBC. And uh, then at the end of the week, we'll, uh, we'll just simplify it and, uh, and just give one check. But, uh, but just, you know, as the Lord leads, uh, uh, this is a love offering for revival. So let's pray together and ask God to bless it. Heavenly Father, we come before you. And once again, Lord, we thank you. For this privilege to gather like this and to sing your praise, a little taste of heaven. We thank you for that, Lord Jesus. God, we think about the price that you pay, that we could know you, and Lord, that we could worship you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, we, in that awareness, God, we just give you praise. And Lord, as we come to this time of the service, Lord, where uh, we give, I pray that we'll do it with a cheerful heart. Lord, everything that's given, Lord, we ask you to bless it. God, we pray for these revival meetings. Lord, as we gather, may we worship you and receive from you and hear from you and trust you and draw ever closer to you. And most importantly, may souls be saved. God, I pray we'll fill that baptistry next Sunday. Lord, of those that that come forward and those that trust you as their Lord and Savior. And again, Lord, we thank you for this time and for this privilege. May we give with cheerful hearts. And Lord, may you be glorified, we ask. Bless the offering again, Lord, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. What we're going to do during the uh, offertory, if y'all don't mind, we're just going to sing through a couple of little uh, a little choruses that we like to do. Choir, you can go ahead and have a seat if you like and relax. You're going to be standing up again here in a moment. And uh, we're not paying for that. <laughs> you invite Jones Avenue, we just tear stuff up. We break your heater, <laughs> tear up your greenery. Amen. I'll tell you what. Well, how many of y'all know the little chorus, Fill My Cup, Lord? Let's do that one, then we'll move right into another one while they're finishing up the offertory. Here we go. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up. Hey! 
been to church a little bit, haven't we? Amen, amen. I tell you, y'all ought to get in on it. I tell you, we're having a good time up here, aren't we, choir? Amen, that's good. All right, well, I'm going to give the choir just a brief moment to go ahead and come down there and try and infect you. I mean, join y'all and uh, see if we can't liven this thing up a little bit more. And uh, y'all just take your time, accompaniment, if y'all just play a little something, like whatever. of the earth that can compare to what we're doing here tonight. Nothing like worshiping God and, and loving the Lord and, and uh, praising the Lord. That's what we were made for. God made us for himself to worship and love him and we're getting to do that tonight. Praise God. My heart has been touched. My cup is already running over and the man of God is going to come in just a moment and preach the word of God and uh, that is truly a privilege to be able to sit under the man of God preaching the word of God that we can receive what God has for us. You know, it's an encounter with the living God, and I pray that we would be open and receptive to what God has for us. I love uh, Brother Zach Shaw, uh, a true brother in Christ and a true friend. Uh, I know that I can call him anytime, and, uh, and he'll be there. And he has been there, and he's a true friend and an encourager to me. And I appreciate his ministry at Jones Avenue Baptist Church. And, uh, Jones Avenue, I know that you appreciate the man of God, and I hope that you support and love him. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, Brother Zach's going to come. He's very involved in, in our association, very involved in our state convention, and, and um, so I just appreciate him. He's such an encourager, and um, I think he gets a little fired up every now and then, too, and, and I know that's the power of God, and I pray you have the freedom tonight, brother, uh, to preach as God leads, and uh, Christy Oliver is going to come and, and sing. I love Christy and, and um, Claudia, so good to see you. Love y'all so much. And uh, Christy's going to minister to us through song. And then after that, brother, you come and you preach as the Lord leads and you close however you see fit. And may God be glorified. was a wretch I remember who I was I was lost I was blind I was running out of time sin separated the breach was far too wide but from the far side of the castle 
you held me in your sight so you made the way across the great divide left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside and there at the cross you paid the debt I owed broke my chains freed my soul for the first time I had hope thank you Jesus for the blood applied thank you Jesus you have washed me white thank you Jesus you have saved into glorious light you took my place laid inside my tomb of sin you were buried for three days and then you walked right out again and now death has no sting and life has no end for i have been transformed by the blood of the lamb thank you jesus for the blood applied thank you jesus it has washed me white You have saved my life, brought me from the darkness into glorious light. There is nothing stronger than the wonder-working power of the
Glory to His name. Glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Well, praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that you're saved tonight? Amen. I just love that song. I love how it just says, Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, you and I that are saved by grace ought to say amen right there and say thank you to the Lord. I, I've never forgotten that I've gotten in. Amen. I've never got over that I've gotten in. I've never got over what Jesus did in my heart because as the song says, Miss Christie, I was a wretch. I was lost. My sin had separated me. Oh, but aren't you glad for the cross of our Lord Jesus? Aren't you glad for the darling dear Lamb of God that snatched you out of sin's uh, darkness and out of that miry pit of clay that sin had taken you. Aren't you glad that you can be born again, blood washed, born again, bought by the marvelous blood of the Lamb. Amen. Well, I'm excited to be with you tonight. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to Colossians chapter number 1. Colossians chapter number 1. And I, I'm just excited uh, for this opportunity uh, Fred Luter always says I'm delighted and I'm excited because I've been invited amen well I'm excited and delighted because Mark gave me an invitation to be with this good church right here and uh, Liberty First let me say this to you before I launch into the preaching you were blessed you have a good godly man of God and I do not take it lightly brother Mark that you have allowed me this opportunity to preach here and to serve with you I'm excited about being with you throughout this week. If you're physically able, I invite you to stand with me as we honor the reading of God's holy word. Colossians chapter number 1, verses 27 through 29. The Bible says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. This is a wonderful phrase which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. God lives in you if you're saved today, verse 28, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me. Mightily. I want you to hear the subject that I'm preaching on tonight. I want you to hear this. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, what a text. Yes, Jesus loves me. This morning, our children sang that Jesus loves the little children of the world. Amen. And I want you to hear this day. He loves you today, too. And Jesus loves me, and He loves you, and He loves everybody outside the walls of this church. He, he loves those across the street. He loves those back behind us. Jesus loves them 
and he loves you. Would you pray with me tonight? Father, in Jesus' name, Father, we bow in your presence. We're thankful for another opportunity to, to come and gather and worship you. And Father, I pray tonight that you would do that which only you can do. Father, I pray you take me as a mere mortal man. And Lord, turn me into a messenger of the Almighty. Father, fill me with your spirit. Lord, fill my mind with your thoughts, my mouth and tongue with your words. God, that I might say everything you'd have me to say, nothing more, nothing less. And God, at the end of the night, I pray that Jesus would be high and lifted up, exalted upon the throne of glory. And God, I pray that you'd draw men, women, boys, and girls unto you. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. And Paul Powell in his book, a Building an Evangelistic Church, wrote an entire chapter on reaching out to every person with the gospel. And in that book and in that chapter, he tells this story about a little boy who drew a valentine-shaped heart on the wall of a public library in New York. And inside of that heart, he wrote these words, Billy Myers loves everybody. Billy Myers loves everybody. Well, beloved, that is very similar to the message that we preach with one major exception. We don't write it on the walls. We don't see it in the subways. And, and we don't uh, just blast it out on the stalls of the bathrooms, do we? And when we write the words, we don't write it about little Billy, do we? No, we write and we tell the world that Jesus Christ loves them. And that is what God has called me all the way down from Easley, South Carolina to do here tonight is simply just brag on Jesus and simply tell you that Jesus Christ loves everyone. As I was thinking about this message tonight, I was reminded that your actions can't steer away His love from you. It doesn't matter what you do, you can't cause Him to quit loving you. Your attitude can't cause Him to stop. Your animosity towards Jesus will never stop the love of God. He loves you tonight. He loves your family. He loves your friends. He loves your enemies tonight. He loves your neighbor. He loves your co-worker. He loves that person that lives behind you that's been giving you grief. And he loves you tonight even if you have told him no and rejected him a hundred times. Jesus loves you. And you need to hear that tonight. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's going on in your heart. I don't know what trouble you're going through. But there's a good word today. There's a great big heart that says not Billy, but Jesus loves everybody. And in this text, I want to share with you three very simple truths. First of all, I want you to notice church, preach Jesus Christ. Did you notice that in verse 28? He says, whom... We preach, who's he talking about? He's talking about verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he says in verse 28, this is the one whom we preach. Years ago, when I first began in ministry, Billy da uh, Barry Davis told me, he said, Zach, major on the majors. Major on the majors. He told me, uh, Zach, don't major on the minors. Don't make the little things the most important things that you deal with. But make it 
the major things. Spend your time on the major things. You know what he's saying? Make the main thing the main thing. And beloved, tonight I want to say this to you, Liberty First Baptist Church, the main thing that we need to focus on tonight is Jesus Christ. Brother Mark, it's not all the problems that may be going on around Liberty. I, I don't know all the problems in Liberty. I don't even know all the problems in Easley. I know they got rid of one when we came to Liberty tonight. But listen, I don't know all the problems that's going on in your church. Some of y'all get that later. Uh, his name is Paul, by the way. Uh, but I don't know all the problems that are going on in Liberty. I don't know the struggles of Liberty First Baptist Church. I don't know what the man down the street needs. I don't know what the woman across the road needs. I don't know what everybody at the Liberty, Liberty Bell needs. I don't know what everybody at the car place across the street over here needs. But I do know this. They need to know that Jesus Christ loves them. And Liberty, we need to make it the main thing of this church to tell everybody about the wondrous, marvelous love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what he said there? He said, church, just preach Jesus. Whom we preach. It's understood there, Brother Mark, that we're not going to preach politics. It's, not, it's understood there that we're not going to preach about all the problems, but we're going to preach about the problem solver. We're going to preach about the priest, the high priest of our faith. We're going to preach about the Son of God that left the portals of glory and entered into the virgin womb of Mary. We're going to preach about the sinless, spotless, darling Lamb of God. We're just going to preach Jesus, and there's the message for the church tonight. Just preach Jesus. Don't talk about all the problems. I wrote down Liberty First Baptist, there's nothing more important that you and I have to talk about than Jesus. Sometimes we get caught up talking about this and we get caught up talking about that, but we don't ever find our way to the cross. You and I need to major on the majors, make the main thing the main thing, and the main thing is to tell them about Jesus. I wrote down six or seven things I want to say to you tonight under this idea, and I'm not going to preach these, okay? I'm just going to give them and I'm going to go, all right? Jesus ought to be the main theme of your worship services. It's all about Jesus. When you enter through those doors or you enter through these doors and you come to worship Him, it's all about Jesus. Jesus is the main theme of your preaching, Brother Mark. And any others back here that may share the gospel and, and teach it ought to be the main theme. Choir, and uh, Brother Mark was bragging on some youth that sang, was it this morning? This morning. Young people, I, I don't know who you are. Would I, would I embarrass you? If you're here, would you just raise your hand? Who, who were those young girls that sang? I see them back here. Well, praise the Lord. I want you to come up here and sing right now. Come on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But Jesus is to be the main theme of your singing. Let it be about Jesus. When you stand up here to sing, man, just rear back and let it fly all about Jesus. Jesus ought to be the main theme of your children's ministry. I praise the Lord that you can do fun games and fun events, but man, if you don't give them Jesus, you've missed the mark. If you don't give those little kids Jesus, you've missed an opportunity. If you don't give those little children Jesus, you have displeased the Father no matter how much fun they've had. I've seen the youth pastor back over here. Make Jesus the main theme of your youth ministries. Make it all about Jesus. 
your young adult ministries, it needs to be Jesus. Your senior adult ministries, it needs to be Jesus. Jesus is the theme of all of our ministry. Jesus is the theme of all of our preaching, all of our teaching. Everything that we do needs to be about Jesus. The Bible says in Acts chapter number 4 and verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. There's no other name, beloved. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life in John 14 verse 6. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. How are they going to get to heaven? Jesus. Acts chapter number 3 and verse 6. When Peter and John were going up to the temple to worship. You remember that story? There was one begging for alms and wanting some, a handout, wanting some money. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. You know what he did? He just gave them Jesus. You know what this world needs us to do that are inside here? Just give them Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Church, preach Jesus Christ. I was thinking about that tonight as, as we're getting ready to worship. And I thought about how he was, he was Lord at the cradle. Boy, that's a good word right there. There in Bethlehem, he was Lord. He was Lord at the cross. In crucifixion, he was Lord. And in the conquest of the tomb, that empty tomb, he was Lord. You see, he was Lord at the cradle. He was Lord at the cross. And he was Lord in the conquest. I'm telling you, there's never been a time where Jesus Christ wasn't the Lord sent from glory. And we need to just rear back. And we need to tell this world, I'm telling you, he was God at Bethlehem. He was God on Calvary. He was God in the empty grave. He is Jesus. And we need to preach Jesus. He says right there in verse 28, whom we preach. Can I give you a second thing from the text? Church, warn the lost. That's what he says right there. Whom we preach, warning every man. Now that word warning is an interesting word. You say, why is it interesting? It's the only time it's used in the entire New Testament. Right there. You know what he says right there? He's literally saying, put them in this mind. Miss Christie, I so appreciate that song. Reminds me of when I first got saved. And uh, thankfully, you didn't know me when I got saved or before I got saved. Really, the only people here that knew me before I got saved is my wife. And she was love struck. She didn't have any choice. And my mom and dad who were here with me tonight. And God gave me to them and so they didn't have a choice. But man, my life was a train wreck. It may have looked okay on the outside, but man, it was a train wreck. Man, I was so sinful. I'm not going to dive into all that. that. I don't want to brag on the devil. I don't want to brag on Jesus. Amen? Mike and Sabrina, I, I so appreciate that song. I got saved. Here's the part I like. I got Jesus. How could I want more? Woo! 
Yes, amen. What happened when you got saved, preacher? I got Jesus. How could I ever want more? Oh, that song blesses my heart. You know what this word's saying right here, warn every man? He's saying, put them in this mind. The lost out there need the saved in here to put them in this mind that without him they're hopeless and they're helpless and they're dying and they're on their way to a devil's hell if they don't repent if they don't by faith receive Jesus if they don't get saved brother Mike they don't have Jesus and they want so much more but the so much more will never satisfy the need of their soul church preach Jesus church warn every man it literally means to not only put them in this mind but to caution them last week my daughter's playing volleyball down here in Liberty and we drove home and one of our shut-ins had to be placed in uh, had to be taken to the emergency room and he called me right as the volleyball game was starting I said I'll be there as soon as I can get there and so we drove home and Leslie uh, and the kids got out I jumped out of the truck or car van got in my truck and I'm headed to the hospital and as I'm riding down the road I notice this motorcycle laying in the road and I thought well, that's not supposed to be there and so I slowed down and I almost came to a stop and I saw somebody laying over on the side of the road and I slammed on brakes and I turned my emergency flashers on and I jumped out and about that time a, a man and a wife was coming opposite direction of me they slammed on brakes and we, we both ran over about the same time and it was a woman who had had a motorcycle wreck you say preacher did you just leave no she had a need she was hurting he said, Preacher, what did you do? I pulled my truck in front of her and I turned on the flashers so that nobody coming down the road could run over her or run into her. I, I put my truck, why? As a warning. You ought to be knowing where I'm going right here. There's a lost world out there that are dying. They're hopeless and they're helpless and they do not know Jesus. It's about time that the church picked up their mantle once again and did the work that God has called us to do to stand up and to step out and to speak up and say don't go any further watch out there's danger ahead there's trouble just ahead oh there's hell that's waiting for you oh you need to be saved you need to be saved you need to be saved you say not me preacher well, then you can renege on your job if you want to. But God's called me and God's called you to warn them that are lost that they need Jesus. And I would dare say tonight, Brother Mark, if this offends people, you can ask God to forgive them later. If this offends you, I, 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 I don't mean to offend you. If you say it's not your job to tell the lost they need to be saved and tell them about Jesus, I want to, I want to say to you, you're wrong. Dear sir, dear ma'am, I don't care how long you've been a member of this church. I don't care how long you've been a pillar in this community. If you don't believe it's your job to tell lost people about Jesus, you are wrong and you've missed it. 
Jesus gave in his great commission some of the last words. He said, go you therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them. You know what he's saying? Go out and teach them. Go out and win them. He's teaching us about evangelism and discipleship. There's a word for you and me that we are to go. The last words of our Lord Jesus just before he ascends in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. He's not giving you a choice. He's giving you a commandment. And you shall be my witnesses. Where? Jerusalem. And in Judea. And in Samaria. And unto the uttermost parts of the world. You and I are to be a witness for him all over the world. So we're to warn them by witnessing about the love and the life of our Lord Jesus. We're to tell them about the life to come. And they get a choice to live that life with him or separated from him. We're to warn them. But we're also to warn them that they can only truly have real life. Salvation's life through Jesus Christ. As I thought about that, I was reminded in Acts chapter 20 where the Bible says they went house to house. I'm thankful for the ministries of Jones Avenue. But we practiced that in Easley. We went to over 11,000 homes over the last few years. 11,000 homes. We went house to house, Brother Mark, telling them about Jesus. Warning them that they need to know Christ as Lord and Savior. We're to do it publicly, house to house. We're to do it privately in conversations. But beloved, we're also to do it personally. We're to do it personally. We can't tag somebody else and say, you're it, man, it's your, it's your job now. Young people, we can't tag the older folks and say, it's your job. Senior adults, we can't tag the young people and say, we're too old, it's your job. No, it's all of our job to warn them. I was hoping he'd be here tonight. I love to tell the story of Brother Jack Lomax. Some of you have heard this story. Just smile and nod and go with me. Amen. Jack Lomax lived in our community across the street somewhat from our church. And I got a burden for Jack. And uh, you, you don't know Jack, but Jack was at that time was about a late 60-year-old black man. And I wanted to win him to faith in Jesus. He, God just burdened my soul. And I saw him walking down the road one day. And one of my deacons was driving me around, taking me out for visitation, Brother Willis Meisner. He'd be here tonight, but he's hurt, and his wife has fallen and gotten hurt. But Brother Willis, I said, Brother Willis, stop, stop. There's that man I'm trying to win to Jesus. He, he slammed on brakes, Brother Mark. I slung open the door, and I started chasing Jack. And Jack seen me. I, here's what I know was going through his mind. This white guy's running after me. And Jack began to run. And I was hollering, Jack, it's the preacher, it's the preacher, it's the preacher. I wanted to run. I ain't got but a quarter mile. I'll give out. Stop, Jack, stop. And after about an eighth of a mile, quarter of a mile, he finally stopped. And I called up with him. Brother Mark, it took me a minute to get my breath. I don't run like you do. Amen. Somebody needs to buy this man a car. He don't need to run all over Liberty. He needs to get in a car. Amen. And finally, after I caught my breath, I said, Jack, 
I just want to tell you about Jesus. I wish you wouldn't have run so far. We could talk a little more. And I told him about Jesus. He was lost, and I told him about hell. I said, Jack, wouldn't you like to get saved? He said, no, I don't. Another night, I was riding down the road, coming from this side, going towards Easley, and there was this Please You station. I seen Jack coming out of the Please You station. And I know this was crazy, but I'm going to tell you what it is. I slammed on brakes, and I wheeled it into the Please You. Why? I want to tell him about Jesus. I said, Jack, let me tell you about Jesus one more time. Let me warn you about life to come if you don't know Jesus. I said, wouldn't you like to get saved tonight, Jack? He said, no, I don't want to do that. Well, I don't know how long it was, but a little time rocked on, and I shared the gospel with him several times, and one Sunday he came walking into the church, sat back over here. I preached that morning, gave the invitation, and Jack walked down the aisle and bowed at the altar at Jones Avenue Baptist Church. Went down there and put my arm around him and said, Jack, what can I do for you? How can I pray for you? He looked up at me and said, I won't get saved, preacher. I won't get saved. I went up there and grabbed my Bible and I, I led Jack to faith in Christ. I got up and he hugged my neck and I hugged his neck. I said, Jack, the next step is you need to find a Bible-believing church. He said, well, I thought I'd just come here. I said, amen. I said, Jack, you need to get baptized. He said, I thought you would do that. I said, Amen. This morning, Jack was at church, walked the aisle during the invitation, shook my hand, prayed for him. You know what he tells me every week, almost every week? Preacher, I love you. You know what he tells me? I don't know where you'd be, Brother Mark, if you didn't run me down. If you hadn't led me to faith, I don't know where I'd be, preacher. Well, I don't know where he'd be either, but I know where he'd be headed. It's my job. It's your job. Why? Because there's a lot more jacks out there that need the gospel. Church, warn the lost. I don't know what time it is. My watch quit working. Let me give you one last thought. If it gets too long, somebody wave at me. Whom we preach, church, preach Jesus. Warning every man, church, warn the lost. Church, are you ready? Reach all people. Verse 28, back to our text. And teaching every man in all wisdom. Now notice this. That we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. I'm not here to fight with you. If you disagree with me, it really doesn't matter to me. You can be right and I can be wrong the rest of my life. Don't bother me a bit. But I believe the gospel is for all people. I believe the gospel tonight is for anybody. I believe it's for everybody. I believe, I, I believe it this much. I believe it this way. It's for all bodies. The gospel. Paul said we ought to warn every man. And he eventually says so that we can present every man. Perfect. The word perfect there simply means to be mature. Church, I want you to hear this. The gospel you and I celebrate is for every man, woman, boy, and girl living inside of liberty. It's for every man, woman, boy, and girl living on the fringes of liberty. It's for every man, woman, boy, and girl that'll pass through liberty. 
doesn't matter their color, doesn't matter their nationality, it doesn't matter what socioeconomic class they come from, it doesn't matter if they've got education or no education, it doesn't matter if they can spell uh, some great big long word or if they can't even spell their name, I'm telling you today, according to the word of God, the gospel is for every person. And it ought to be your joy and your hope. It ought to be your dream that one day you and I can take every man, every woman, every boy and every girl from liberty and be able to present them before the Father. I don't know how it's going to be. But let my sanctified imagination roll for a moment. I believe one day in glory I'm going to get to stand behind or beside Jack Lomax, Brother Mark. And I'm going to say, Father, I told him about you. I got to preach with him. I got to walk with him through discipleship. It's not about me. It's all about him. But I long for the day that I get to give him to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you for the joy and the privilege and the honor of telling Jack Lomax that Jesus saves. Paul wrote in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Nobody's too far gone. Nobody's outside the scope and the love of God I like Revelation 22 and verse 17 and the spirit and the bride say come let him that heareth say come and let him that is a thirst come notice this and whosoever will let him take of the water of life freely I'm a whosoever will gospel you say I don't believe that well let me tell you what John 3 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever Whosoever, uh, do you catch that? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, amen, amen. whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm reminded where the Lord Jesus had to even discipline His own disciples because they tried to stop the little kids from coming to Him. You know what Jesus said? Stop it. Suffer not the little children to come unto me. Don't discourage the children. First Baptist Church, don't discourage the young people from coming to Jesus. Don't discourage these young people from hearing the gospel. I know sometimes babies cry and it may, it may tell you out the frame, listen, I've preached a, I don't know how many thousands of times, but I want you to hear this. Brother Mark, I, I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Them crying babies don't bother us a bit. Let them cry, let them cry, let them cry. I'm just going to preach. If they get louder, I'll get louder. Amen? Don't discourage them parents from bringing their babies to church. You know why many parents don't come back with their babies? Because somebody in the church tried to hush them up and scoot them out. Man, you ought to say, come on in, come on in, come on in. Hey, everybody's welcome here. Everybody's here, welcome here to hear the gospel. While I'm here, you, you may not let me come back after tonight, church, but I'm going to get it while the getting's good, amen? Don't discourage these youth from being a major part of the church. I, I believe so many people have got it wrong. The youth and these young people, they're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. 
and tomorrow. They ought to be a part of the church. And these young people, whether they be young little babies or young little kids, or whether they be young youth, hey, listen, they need to be a part of the church and they need to be welcomed here. And you ought to want to reach every one of them. Why? So that you can give them the gospel and they can get saved and they can grow and they can become the next leaders of tomorrow. Reach all people. But here's the problem in the church. I'm, I'm going to start closing. Here's the problem in the church. We want to take some and don't look like us, don't talk like us, don't act like us, and we want to say, hey, how about y'all stay out there? And sometimes the church wants the church only to look like the deacons, Brother Mark. I've got some great deacons, and i got some of them here tonight. I praise God for you men. But you deacons have been walking with God for a while. You've been reading your Bible for a while. You act like you do because you've been with Jesus for a while. You know why they act like they do out there? Because they haven't been with Jesus for a while. And we ought to want them to come in here. Amen, preacher. Thank you, brother. You dry up, I'll eat me myself. It's good. But if they don't look like us and they don't talk like us and, and they don't live like us, we don't want them. Can I help you with that? If Jesus loves them, learn to love them. If Jesus wanted them, you ought to want them. If Jesus died for them, you ought to be inviting them. Who did he die for? Everybody. Anybody. All bodies. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what they act like. It doesn't matter what their background is. It doesn't matter what their, what their testimony is out in the streets. Hey, listen, my Bible still says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He says all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Why? Not because of you, but because of him. You can't clean them up. God can. And you ought to want them. Church reach all people. Well, tonight, I don't know where you're at. I don't know who you are. Musicians are going to begin coming. I'm just a simple preacher from Easley that came to tell you about Jesus. And tonight, you may be in this building. Are we live streaming, brother? No. Well, if we're live streaming, you may be watching on your couch. But tonight, you're sitting in the pews. And I don't know who you are, but you may have come tonight and you've never been saved. The greatest need of the hour is to be saved. Here's what some may say. Well, preacher, I'll do it next time. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow. You may be here tonight and you may not be walking with God. You're saved. Say, preacher, I know I'm saved. I settled that long ago. But I've not been walking with God. Here's the invitation for you tonight. I want you to come to this altar. You ought to find your place in this altar. And you ought to say, oh God, forgive me. Let me walk with you. You may be here and you say, preacher, I don't agree with you. Liberty First Baptist is just fine the way it is. We don't want anybody else. You ought to find yourself at this altar and say, oh God, change my heart. Change my heart. 
you may be here and you say, oh, Lord, I, I, I agree with the preacher. I want to see this church grow. I want to reach people. You ought to be here at the altar praying that God would use you and bless your church. You may be here and you know of a family member, a friend that's lost. Where do I come, preacher? To the altar. Call their name out before God. Your pastor's going to be coming. He's going to be standing right here in front of you. Come on, Brother Mark. You come, grab this pastor by the hand. You pray with him. You ask him to pray with you. He'll pray for you. But sometimes, here's what I know as a pastor. This man needs somebody to come up here and grab his hand and say, Pastor, I want to pray for you today. I'm thankful for those that do that to me. Whatever your need is, won't you come? Would you stand with me? All across the room, we're standing and we're ready to respond. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we love you tonight. We bless you, we praise you, we worship you, and we give you glory. God, we pray now as we enter into this time of invitation, God, that you'd speak, God, that you'd draw people, men, women, boys, and girls, unto yourself. Lord, I pray that there'd be a great outpouring of your spirit in this invitation. Lord, I pray you do that which only you can do, and that's change hearts and lives. Make them fit for eternity in heaven. Lord, bless tonight, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Paul's going to sing. You come. Right now, you ought to be stepping out right now and coming. Who'll be first? Who'll be next? Won't you come? It's revival time. Maybe you're here and you've been visiting this church for some time and, and you're ready to join this church. Won't you come right now? Brother Mark and Liberty First Baptist Church would love to receive you. Won't you come? Jones Avenue folks, maybe you need to come and pray at this altar. Maybe God's spoken to your heart tonight. Won't you come? Won't you come? Don't stay still. Don't miss the blessing God has for you tonight. Step out and say, yes, Lord. You come. Brother Mark's waiting on you. You come. What a great message and song. And I, I, I pray right now that we would make that our heart's desire right now. Have your own way, Lord. Let's pray that right now. God, have your way. 
I don't know what that looks like for all of us here tonight. But I know that if we ask God to have his way, he'll reveal what it is that we need to do. And as he does, let's respond. The altar is open. Let's let the floodgates of heaven open up by just simply saying, have your way, Lord. Have your way. What a great challenge tonight Brother Zach has given us to warn people, to reach people, and then to be able to present people to the Father. Perfect. None of us are perfect, but He is. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And so I just feel impressed upon me right now. Is there someone that you're burdened about right now? Is there someone that comes to mind? Someone that, that you would love to present to Christ one day or present to the Father one day. God might be laying someone on your heart right now. And if He is, I want to challenge every one of us. Reach out to them, maybe before the sun sets today. Because you know, wouldn't it be awful for God to lay someone on your heart and then God forbid it happen, but they slip on out into eternity and you thought you had plenty of time to reach out to them? I'm not trying to scare you, but that's reality, isn't it? We don't know when our time is going to come. And there's an urgency. And I pray that we would warn, that we would reach out to them. Let's reach out to them. Maybe God's laid someone on your heart. And I'm going to ask our uh, musician, would you continue to play? The altar is open, and if God has laid someone on your heart, why don't you come right now and pray for them? Lift them up to the Lord. If they're here tonight, God's laid them on your heart, go to them right now. Let's let God work. Let God have his way. Come on right now. Let's present them to the Lord. Pray for them right now. continuing to play who is it tonight that God has laid on your heart lift them up the altar is open pray for them
how sweet it is when the Spirit of God moves and when God is working. He's doing that right now. Let's let God have His way. Let Him have His way. Praise the Lord. I don't know who it is that God has laid on your heart. My precious daughter came forward and mentioned to me one of her friends. She said, Dad, can we pray for my friend? Yes. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Folks, that's why we're here. I mean, God didn't save us and then take us on to glory. We're here for a purpose, and that's the main reason. That's the purpose, is to warn and reach, tell them about Jesus. All the conversations we have, you know, I'm sure we probably talked about the spring game yesterday, and we probably talked about turkey hunting, and I think, uh, no, it was Jerry Vines last night said he thought that he'd probably baptized a few turkeys. <laughs> we, we talk about so much, our hobbies and we talk about it a lot of things but do we have those gospel conversations let's reach them let's bring them back tomorrow night God lay someone on our hearts let's pray for them and reach out to them bring them with us I encourage us to do that tonight God's still working would you come the altar is open brother Zach's here I'm here I'd love to pray with you what is it God's telling you to do? Would you respond and say yes to Him? Come on right now. I'm so grateful for tonight and thank you Jones Avenue uh, the choir that came and, um, and ministered to, to us through song and, and brother Paul and musicians all of you thank you so much and uh, my heart has been so blessed and so touched tonight thank you brother Zach and uh, also I understand uh, Sierra Baptist Church uh, brother Zach's home church is here as well and isn't it great to gather with with folks believers in Christ like this to worship the Lord and and um, I hope you'll be back tomorrow night uh, seven o'clock we'll be here and um, Andy Bowman and Mark Burns will be here to provide some special music I understand home of the heart could possibly be here as well it's gonna be a great night of celebration and and uh, in worshiping God and I hope you'll make plans to be here here's the thing the devil's going to make sure you got reasons to not be here tomorrow night. Now, we're all busy and we all have stuff going on, but let's sacrifice and do whatever we got to do to be here uh, tomorrow night. I hope you'll be here tomorrow night at, at 7 o'clock. And, and as Brother Zach was talking about our youth praise team, they're going to be singing on Tuesday night. So all week there's going to be some uh, special music, going to be some great music and great preaching like we heard tonight. And we need it. Oh, we need revival. And I want to encourage you to be back. That one that God's laid on your heart, please, I, I, I encourage you to reach out to them. Call them tonight. Whatever, reach out to them. And I pray that God will use that, that this will be the start, like Brother Zach chasing that brother. That we'll chase them and, um, and, and not give up on them because uh, God's not going to give up on them. Let's let God use us as his instrument to reach out to them. I had the privilege of going to Nashville 
uh, with, with uh, Brother Zach and some other of our preacher friends uh, last year at the National Convention. And, and there we were eating at a steakhouse. And uh, Brother Zach was witnessing to the waitress right there. And, and I believe connected him to a local church as well. That's our main purpose. That's what we all need to be doing. So let's reach out and let's bring somebody tomorrow night. God bless you. Thank you for being here. And I'm going to ask my dad right here, would you close us in a word of prayer? God bless. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for the response to the altar, Lord. You know each name, each person who we've lifted in prayer. Father, it's my prayer, Lord, that they be able to come to church tomorrow night or the next night. But, Lord, most importantly, Lord, we pray that, uh, that they come to know you as their Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you for Brother Zach and his church. Lord, we love them. We thank you for them. And, Father, we just ask you to bless us on our way home, Lord. Bring us back tomorrow night. In your name I pray. Amen.